The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing so that your almsgiving may be secret and your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden and your Father who sees what is hidden, will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. So just a little bit of Ash Wednesday trivia for you here this afternoon. Of course, this year, Ash Wednesday falls on Valentine's Day, just as it did six years ago, and just as it's going to do again five years from now, however... Did you know that apart from those little instances, it's actually an exceedingly rare occurrence. It's only happened three times in the past 200 years for some, you know, known but to God astronomical reason. Very, very rare occurrence that Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day fall on the same day. And it gives us a very rare opportunity to make a contrast between real love and mere sentimentality. Can you tell the difference? How do you know that someone really loves you? What's the proof? You know it's not just words. If you love me, show me, right? Talk is cheap. And you know it's not just kind gestures, no matter how sweet they may seem or no matter how sincere they may appear. How can you tell if somebody really loves you? Do you know what the the answer is? The answer is sacrifice. If someone loves you, they will sacrifice for you. The more they love you, the more they will sacrifice for you. And the less they love you, the less they'll be willing to sacrifice for you. Love always involves sacrifice. And the meaning of the word love and the meaning of the word sacrifice are almost the same meaning. What's sacrifice mean anyway? You know what it means? It means my burden for your benefit. That's what it means. My pain for your gain. And what does love mean? What does love mean? Well, it's not a feeling. And it's not an emotion. 
Love is a choice. It's a decision to do what's best for you, no matter what it might cost me. Whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you care or not, whether you asked for it or not, love and sacrifice, they mean the same thing. And that's why the greatest symbol for love is also the greatest symbol for sacrifice, and it's right here. What's the greatest symbol for love in the entire world? It's the cross, and that's why it's hanging right in the middle of our church. Why don't we have a great big pink valentine, right? Hang it up right here in the middle of our church. Because love is real. And it's not the same thing as mere sentimentality. And you know, we learn this better than better than any other time in the year. We learn it during the season of Lent, which we begin today. So what's Lent all about? What's Lent all about? Well, most people will say that, you know, Lent is the time when you give something up. Would it surprise you to learn that Lent is less about what you do and more about what God wants to do in you? It's always about God's grace first. And if I could summarize it very succinctly, today I would say that Lent is the time of year in which God wants to teach you what real love means. But you want to know something? He can't do that. Not without your cooperation. And you know how you cooperate? You heard it right here in the gospel. Three ways. Prayer, fasting, alms. You want to make a good Lent? Prayer, fasting, and alms. Let's go over each one real quick. Prayer. I'm going to make prayer part of my Lent. Well, let's start with the basics. If you're not going to Mass on Sunday, for goodness sake, start there, right? If you're not going to Mass on Sunday, you know, you're not even on the team. Start there, please. It's a commandment, after all. Keep holy the Lord's day, and yes, all of them. If you're not going to confession, for goodness sakes, go. You'll feel so relieved after having... It's not easy to go to confession, but my goodness, what a payoff. You feel so relieved having gone to confession, especially if you haven't been for a while. And if you're not praying every day, for goodness sakes, take time out of your day and give it to the Lord. Without prayer, you don't even have a relationship with God. If you're already doing those things, you've got to add prayer to your Lent. Maybe try going to Mass. Try going to daily Mass. I fell in love with my faith. When I started going to daily Mass, who knows, maybe the same thing will happen to you. Second thing that needs to be part of everybody's Lent is fasting. Right? Now, here's where we talk about giving something up for Lent. Why do we fast? Why do we do penance? And not a lot of people know why. Not a lot of people know why. Do you know what it's all about? Penance is about training your will so that you will do good things for other people, acts of charity, even when you don't feel like it. And you get these people and they'll say, well, you know, I don't want to give anything up for Lent because that's so negative. I want to do good things instead. Without sacrifice, without penance, you won't do good things instead, except when you feel like it, and that doesn't count for anything. Why do we do penance? We do penance to get a grip on ourselves so that you can rule your emotions and your passions instead of letting them rule you. Then lastly, of course, there's almsgiving. Now, most people think that almsgiving means giving away money. And I, I guess it can, right? But 
My favorite definition of almsgiving, it came from Pope John Paul II, and he said, almsgiving is when you give abundantly from your heart of those very things you would otherwise most jealously guard for yourself. Like what? Like your forgiveness? Like your mercy? Like your time? The human person was made to give. And we will not know the meaning of the word love until we take that very seriously. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, that's the way you learn what love is really all about. And people say, well, you know, yeah, I really should change. I know I really should change. I should get around to it. It reminds me of a funny little poem that I once heard, and it goes something like this. Procrastination is my sin. It brings me only sorrow. I know that I must change my ways. I think I'll start tomorrow. St. Paul tells us in the second reading, the time is now. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Because, you know, sentimentality crumbles like the dust. Only real love lasts forever. Don't let another day go by without learning what that means. And so, without further ado, let us begin.